What are 2012's top 10 trends in employment background screening? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. It's time to talk about the annual study, and it's time to talk with Lester Rosen. He's the founder of Employment Screening Resources. Les, thanks so much for joining me again today. I appreciate it, Tom. Always happy to join you. For people that haven't heard our past conversations, tell us a little bit about this annual study that you conduct, please. Uh, Certainly. uh, For the uh, fifth year in a row, uh, we have taken a look at what is happening in the entire area of background checks, due diligence, safe hiring. Uh, uh, These are the areas that are critical for employers to ensure they hire the best and most qualified folks. Uh, in order to be productive and stay out of court. And we look at court cases, legislation, we review surveys conducted by organizations on various topics, we reviewed feedback from our clients, uh, we go over information and feedback obtained from uh, uh, speaking to human resources and security groups across the country, uh, as well as industry sources and so forth, and we uh, figure out uh, what we see coming in the, uh, in the in the coming year in terms of the top ten trends, so we can stay ahead of those trends uh, for the uh, uh, for our clients. So, what are the highlights of this year's list, Les? Uh, this year, uh, there has been a lot happening in uh, this uh, area of hiring and, and background checks. Leading the list, uh, in our view, is the potential activities by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, the commission in Washington charged with enforcing Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, and their uh, close scrutiny of uh, background checks, particularly in the area of criminal records and credit report, with an eye towards ensuring that background checks do not uh, tend to create a disparate impact that results in a discrimination among protected groups. We've seen hearings at the EEOC. Uh, we've seen comments. We've seen uh, people propose uh, uh, that, that background checks have some limitations or that the standard uh, for using criminal records be refined to ensure there's no discrimination. And the, the big trend we see out of Washington is many observers expect for the, the, uh, the EEOC this year will announce uh, a new test or at least a more refined test for the use of criminal records and what would be a just business justification and perhaps even a refinement as to the rules surrounding credit reports, which has been another hot topic that's been the subject of legislation in seven states so far, most recently including California, effective January 1st of this year. Well, that's a good overview of one of the top trends. What do you see as some of the other trends that are emerging in background screening? Well, in addition to uh, concerns about criminal records and credit reports, what we are seeing uh, uh, that's of, uh, that should be of interest to employers uh, that they that uh, is increase in lawsuits. We're seeing that uh, there is the increase in lawsuits on on two hands. On one hand. If an employer fails to conduct due diligence and they hire someone unfit, undangerous, unfit, dangerous, uh, unqualified, or so forth, uh, resulting in some sort of harm to a coworker or a member of the public, uh, that there's increased litigation in the area of negligent hiring, accusing an employer of not exercising reasonable care. The flip side of the coin is that employers also face lawsuits, including a, a market increase in class action lawsuits uh, for not doing background checks properly. 
Now, some of these lawsuits are as simple as not following whatsoever the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the FCRA, uh, which is the federal law that governs background check, just ignoring it. Uh, in other situations, uh, the, the class actions might be based on failure to give adequate notice or the failure to properly use or consider a certain type of tool. Um, in each of these situations, uh, these are situations that employers could have likely have avoided had they thought through their background program or audited. But at the end of the day, we are seeing that plaintiff's attorneys, either representing, representing victims or representing applicants, are much more aggressive in their use and enforcement of federal law uh, through the civil court system. Les, you've been in this business for a long time, and as you say, you've been doing this study for five years now. Are there any big surprises in this year's results? Well, one of the um, the um, surprises uh, that we see is that employers are now becoming, for the first time, really concerned about offshoring and privacy. Uh, the fact that uh, personal information, personally identifiable information (PII) is being sent offshore. Uh, by some background firms, and we are now seeing employers have a raised awareness of that. And the problems involved when information about an American uh, consumer, their date of birth, their social security number, their names, which of course are the three things you need for identity theft, get sent off uh, outside and beyond the privacy laws of the United States. So if uh, information goes to uh, some other country and, and you're a victim of identity theft, good law, good luck, rather, calling Bangalore PD and getting any help. So we're seeing some awareness in that area. In fact, California passed the uh, first law in the nation that restricted the offshoring of PII uh, it, uh, called uh, SB 909. And SB 909 requires a disclosure. I should say it doesn't actually restrict it or regulate it or prevent it, but it does require uh, some new rules concerning disclosure. And that's a, a new trend. And it, we're a little surprised to see that uh, after a number of years, employers are now concerned about this. And the other thing that we were a bit surprised to see and made our list this year for the first time is that employers are now looking to determine um, how they can discover if their background screening firm meets certain qualities or certain minimum qualifications, and uh, they're looking at accreditation, which is number one of our our trends. Accreditation is a program offered by the National Association of Professional Background Screeners, uh, and we're seeing that employers are increasingly concerned about utilizing accredited law firms, sorry, accredited screening firms, uh, in order to ensure some minimum level of compliance uh, with the, the uh, uh, based upon a, a third-party audit of the background firms through this accreditation program. Well, there's a couple of trends I want to ask you about. Last year's big headline was about social media and screening. How has that topic evolved over 2011 into 2012? Well, Tom, social media is a, a topic that's still very much in flux. Uh, part of the problem is that we're seeing contradictory surveys as to how extensive employers are using social media. Some surveys are saying that it's used a great deal. Others saying that it's being used less than perhaps we we thought it was being used. Uh, this year saw some, 2011 I should say, saw some uh, legal developments in this area. The Federal Trade Commission, the organization that enforces the Fair Credit Reporting Act, uh, jumped out with some information indicating or wanting to make, make it clear that if a background firm used social media that is covered by the FCRA, 
And that raises a whole host of issues since one of the paramount concerns of the FCRA and requirements is accuracy. Every background firm is required to utilize reasonable procedures for maximum possible accuracy. So the question has been raised, how would a background firm know what's real or not real on a website? And also two United States senators issued letters uh, to, to a company uh, expressing concerns and asking questions about, uh, about various issues. So we're seeing that uh, there's now some focus on this area uh, in terms of uh, whether a background firm can do it. Uh, employers are, I, I, I would say, are in a state of flux as to whether they should do it in-house and how they should do it. So the jury is still out. On the one hand, we have this treasure trove of information. Employers want more information. Every hiring decision is a big investment uh, that has a big upside or a big downside. And when you make decisions, you want information. On the other hand, the information on social network sites can impact uh, privacy. There might be information on this on the uh, uh, social media sites or on the internet. Uh, that an employer shouldn't have because it's discriminatory, such as race, ethnicity, nationality, uh, marital status, uh, uh, what you're, you're, whether you're male or a female, uh, how old you are, all sorts of things that are not valid predictors of job performance. Uh, it may display illegal off-duty conduct, and the bottom line, you don't know what's true or not. So this area is uh, going to have to be sorted out, and uh, what we're looking for in the next year or two are the beginning of court cases, uh, to start to define the parameters of social network searches. In the meantime, uh, employers should approach these social network sites if they do it in-house or through a background firm very cautiously uh, because this is going to be a legal minefield until the, uh, the, the rules of the game are, are established either by legislation or by court cases. Well, that's one of this year's trends that stood out to me was that of self-checking. What can you tell us about that? Uh, sure, Tom. The applicants for um, a number of years have had various websites they can go to and run their own background check. And what we're seeing perhaps in relationship now to the uh, recession and also because of new technology, that there are even more sites and more opportunities where an applicant can go and pay uh, a fairly reasonable amount, in fact, and have a background firm perform the same type of background check on them that an employer might perform. And applicants are, are looking at this now for, for really two good reasons. One, an applicant will want to know if there's any skeletons in their closet. And we've had situations where through self-background checks, applicants have, have realized that people with similar names were coming up uh, under, their, under their name, even though it wasn't them, or that matters they thought were taken care of and sealed a long time ago are still popping up. So it allows an applicant to be forewarned and forearmed. Uh, the other reason the applicants are now looking at self-background checks, and, and this is particularly related to the recession, is that there's a feeling among applicants that if they can put on their application or their resume uh, a, a seal of approval, in other words, they can demonstrate that they're for real, they really went to these schools, they really have these jobs, they don't have a criminal record, uh, that that might put their resume on top of the pile and it might at least get them in there for that first interview and differentiate them from the 500 other resumes uh, that are sitting on the recruiter's desk. So basically applicants are using these type of tools as a sword and a shield and with increases in technology and new ways of doing things, these type of self-background checks have become uh, fairly quick and fairly cheap and applicants have discovered that as a tool they can use 
in, in their in their job hunting process. Well, that's the final question for you. Based on this year's research and the trends that you found, what's your bottom line to organizations and individuals regarding background screening in 2012? Well, Tom, the the, the bottom line for any employer is, first of all, you, you need to do background checks. The statistics in terms of of, of, of applicants who will present fake schools or fake degrees or who will have criminal records that are unsuitable for the job is significant enough uh, that uh, you need to protect your organization and that uh, we know that due diligence continues to be mission critical. Of particular importance, in fact, is one of our trends, uh, is the proliferation of fake degrees that we now see on the Internet. Uh, one simply has to go to a, any business connection site put in any one of 10,000 non-fake schools, and you would be shocked at how many people from firms that are household names have presented fake credentials. So it's a crazy world out there for employers, and unless you protect yourself through some due diligence, um, you're, you're, you're guaranteeing yourself a financial and legal nightmare, because once you, you hire someone with a fake degree or some sort of history is inappropriate, it's, it's awfully hard to uh, recover from that. And, and even trying to fire someone. But in terms of how you do it, um, the, the employers need to understand that, like the rest of our world, uh, the process of uh, performing due diligence background checks has become very complex, and employers need to make uh, very certain that in this process that they are using a, a background firm that's extremely knowledgeable, and uh, probably accreditation is your best bet in that regard. Uh, that there's an emphasis on legal compliance and that uh, employers also take a look at some of the new automation that's out there, which is another one of our trends uh, in terms of automation making the process uh, uh, much quicker and much more efficient. And uh, hopefully that uh, will, that information and that advice will be some, some help to your readers. Great insight. As always, I appreciate your time and your thoughts. Les, thank you so much for sharing your trends with us. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. We've been talking about the top 10 trends in background screening. I've been talking with Lester Rosen. He's the founder of Employment Screening Resources. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.